We are live. Hello, everybody. Everything's good. Everyone's recording. And we are all uh, here on a different night than we are usually around and at a completely different time than we are normally around for also a completely different set amount of time that we're going to be here. It's just one of those weeks, everybody, uh, where we're all busy, busy humans and we, you know, we want to fit in an episode for everybody. May I just say that Ben's holding everything together so well. (laughs) (laughs) Only, only with this hairband. That's it. That's that's all we're (laughs) held together by. Um, and that will probably disappear at some point in the near future, as hairbands do. Don't know why it's on my desk. Who knows? Um, let's begin properly then. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm your host Ben. It's episode three hundred and seventeen. I'm here with Lucy. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> and Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm also tired. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> good um as this week we are uh, just sitting in one episode a, a little bit longer than um our each episode has been running for we're just gonna hit one beer for the week um well, i could do 12 so i mean yeah I, i've been i've been feeling it definitely i've kind of um i, I went to the bottle, well, bottle shop yesterday i'm like i only need a couple of beers but i did pick up several Sort of extra thinking, oh, I can squeeze a couple of in, you know, in maybe on a Thursday evening, maybe on a Friday evening, maybe I'll get some. But who knows at this point. Um, let's kick in with our beers then. Lucy, what are you going to drink? I'm going to drink a beer from Crack, Crack Brewery in Italy. Nice. Um, never see their beers anymore, which is a shame. Mm. Um, I shall blame Brexit because... <laughs> It's probably the reason behind it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, yeah, I never see their beers anymore. This one's a new one for me. It's called Crack Fresh. Um, it's a seven point five percent double dry hopped IPA. Um, oh, I can't read Italian that well. Fancy <laughs> fresh, best quality, maintained, cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really tell you that well. Um, but it's also in English. Oh, good. Let's keep refrigerated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Uh, no. No uh, mention of which hops or malts or anything that I can see. So yeah. Um, just a double try hopped IPA. Nice. Wicked. Uh, Adam, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got. Um... A beer from Whiplash. It's called nice. The Quiet Crowd. This is Robust Brown. Uh, it is 5%. As always, Whiplash has a very clean um, labeling with odd pictures. Yes. Yeah. Swirly pictures. It's, uh, I don't know if you can tell, but it's basically, I think it's a woman in a long, flowy top. With okay. her yes. hands and one foot, but the rest has been edited out mm-hmm. with a black and white photo of something. It yes. looks like a mushroom. Yeah, I, I thought it was a a, a shell <laughs> at a distance. But, um, I no. think she's the proverbial 
proverbial she in the she sells. Why did I start this? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even can't get into the it. intro. I'm not going to go into the tongue <laughs> yeah, twister. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I am going to drink um, 5 a.m. from Verdant, uh, which is a double IPA, 8%. It has got Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, Nelson Sauvon in it. Um, that's everything that they stick on. It's a lovely, um, slightly surrealist, cartoony, insane picture on the front. Mm. Um, I think 5am is a beer that they brew regularly. Maybe, maybe yearly, maybe not yearly. Um, but I'm sure I've heard. I would say the, daily. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard the name, um, of the beer about before, but I don't think I've ever had it. So I picked it up. I thought, oh, I haven't had a verdant for a while. Why not? We'll try this. Right. And as we're all pouring, we'll roll back around to you, Lucy. What's the crack? Which is probably why I said um, shake to Adol because he's got an Irish beer, but you know. Mm. Uh, the crack is, is it's in a 400 um, mil can, which... 400? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's like, because sometimes I'm just like, you know, don't want to go the whole shebang for 500 or 440 but 330 is too small mm-hmm. 400 it's a nice you can tell by the can because it's like less fat um mm-hmm. but yeah it's a nice nice amount Ooh, smells of ooh, tropical tropical stone fruits mango maybe a bit of pie in there nice mm. Citrus. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I mean, it's a block of colour, isn't it? It yeah. just looks like juice. Um, uh, I'd say a bit darker than straw. Yellow. Probably mm-hmm. a bit coming up a bit lighter on the camera. But yeah, it smells lovely. Mmm. That's nice. It's got, like... I think the first thing I noticed was, like, a, a kind of, like... Lemoniness to it, like a bit okay. of um, sharper, like citrus in it. Just, I mean, I'm knackered and like having that taste, it just like perks you up mm-hmm. immediately. But yeah, super fresh, as you'd expect from the from mm-hmm. the name. Yeah, and it's lighter bodied for a seven point five percent beer as well. So I'd mm-hmm. say somewhere edging between. Light and medium, it's not mm-hmm. quite um, one or the two, I'd say. But um, it's got sort of like that mouth coating, like sort of powderiness that some of the boundary beers have. Just just a little bit of that, little bit of that sensation. But yep. yeah, yeah, really fruity. I'd say the fruit is probably a bit more, a bit stronger on the nose than it is in the taste. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting a bit more, as I say, a bit. Lemon, orange, not quite those like, you know, tropical fruit flavours like mango and papaya, but still it's still a decent beer and after speaking for a while, it's starting to get this um this slight alcohol burn to it. So even though it's like oh a bit lighter bodied than I'd expect for a seven point five percent still you know, it's bringing the alcohol still and nice. yeah, got a nice warm Slightly sweet, slightly caramel finish, and a bit of bitterness as well, just mm-hmm. to balance things out. But yeah, it's a good beer. Um, I had a Pilsner from Crack earlier, and that was really nice. So nice. Yeah, I, 
I, I, I've never had a bad beer from them. Mm. I really like this brewery and don't see enough of them in there. No, absolutely. Did you did you find them in the bottle shop or was this a mail order? Yeah, from Honest Brew. Mm. They're the only people I can remember recently that I've seen actually stop them. Mm. Probably not looking in the right places also, but in my purview. Um, yes. Yeah, just Honest Brew. And they had... Um, they had like some some of the ones, the uh, classic ones that I've had from them. Like, gosh, what they call them? The one with like the the fist pointing upwards and the red can and stuff like that. Like called Gorilla IPA or yeah. something like that. But um, yeah, these are, these are some ones that I've never seen before. So don't know how new they are or if it's just that you know this is what we're getting now after you know they've been on general release in Italy for years or something. Years, but, yeah, yeah. They're new to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love crack. Wicked, good. Love that crack. <laughs> and uh, and Adol, what's the crack? Um, nice and brown. Um, minimal head, even on the pour. Uh, smells a little sweet and malty, like syrupy. Mm-hmm. Um, not too burnt, but yeah, just nice, sweet smelling ale. What um, what was the beer style? It's a robust brown. It's okay. a brown ale. Um, it's a bit, bit, bit darker than you might think, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, it looks almost um, uh, more consistent with a, with a porter or something, yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's it's very portery, I would say. Okay. Quite malt forward. <laughs> um, slightly burnt notes on that malt, but... I wouldn't be surprised if there were oats in this, just because it does have a bit of that um, that sort of thickness that oats mm. can be give. Um, the finish is a little dry um, and almost aspartame but um, yeah, I would call this a dark brown ale, just to emphasize how much it is leaning to out of the... It, it's it's no Newcastle Brown, for example, right? Right. Um, they call it robust, and I get that immediately. Like it is, it is leaning into the maltier side. Um, mouthfeel is is uh, light. I mean, it's five percent, I think. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, I'm a big fan of darker beers, and I think because I was prepared for a brown ale, this is a nice surprise, and I'm not usually. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's not thick enough because it's missing that alcohol that makes it sort of have a more velvety um, taste. It, this maybe suffers from that, but obviously I wasn't expecting it to be this robust, so it works as well. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's not what I was expecting, and mm. so I'm a little thrown off, but um, it's not in a bad way. It, like okay. I said, mm. it, it, it tastes kind of like it looks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, dysentery in a can. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so this uh, this five a.m. then from Verdant, it's got a really big tropical nose. Uh, I'm I'm expecting this to be like juice bomb levels of of double IPA. Uh, a little orangey in color, but like yours, Lucy, like a solid mm-hmm. solid block. Um. God, that nose is lovely. Chug it back. Oh, that's good. 
That's really good, but it's not a juice bomb. Hmm. It doesn't quite have those same levels of um, sweet tropical fruitiness uh, that, it, that 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 is a juice bomb, but that the nose kind of gives as well. There's a lot of uh, of mango in here, like a, a huge amount of mango. That's the big presiding sort of um, flavour in this. But there's also a little dankness in there as well. Not quite earthy, but something that is sort of just just really ripe. Maybe like a maybe like a ripe melon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just just got a little bit of, of of dankness to it, kind of not even not even weedy, like a bit more like mildewy, you know, just just that <laughs> little little hint of of, of uh, coming away from that sort of sweetness. Um, it's got a bit of a bitterness towards the end, um, not very big, but something that slowly has crept in after a few sips. It wasn't there on the initial uh, um, take, but it's it's seeping in just a little bit and that's starting to linger a little as well but it's not kind of piney it's not dank it's almost that kind of more smoky um kind of bitterness that more kind of like uh, um kind of ashy sort of when you've had a really hard drag on a cigarette and it's mm. just that little bit strong and kind of ashy and you're taking in just a little bit too much smoke it's got a little bit of that on the end only a hint of it okay um not what i expect with you know that style no not what i expect with a style not what i expect from verdant either um and it's it's yeah true it was only brewed uh like two weeks ago as well (laughs) so middle of march it was brewed so it's pretty pretty fresh but it's not, you know, straight out of the vat kind of fresh. So it's okay. probably lost a little bit of its its greenness and its hoppiness. And this is kind of what's um, what's kicking in instead. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. I really enjoy it. I like a, a, a good bit of beer, as everybody knows. Um, I like a nice fruity beer as well. Yeah. So these are a good few combination of flavours going on in this. And it's it's one of those beers that absolutely sort of hits you on that journey through it as well that flavor profile flows through this quite nicely so yeah you enjoy that schwartz beer (laughs) 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 let's drink these beers then um and we'll talk about some games we are going to i suppose launch into our uh, topic first i thought because then if we've got some time at the end of our episode we might jump in to see what everyone's been playing for a brief five minutes but we thought we'd talk a little this week um, about kind of genres, game genres that we feel mm-hmm. maybe need a little bit more love, stuff that we'd like to see a little bit more of. Because, and we, and we can launch that into franchises, we can talk about whatever we want around this, because Monkey Island's coming back. Um, Indeed, but may I just say the initial inspiration for this topic oh, was yes. a game that I was playing Yes, that I got a code for called Astro Ace. Which is a well, it's not twin stick. It's a mm. arcade shooter, and I was thinking, oh, they don't make enough of these, so you know, I'll give it a try. And I think by the fact that I played probably about an hour of it, like, like, like immediately after finishing work when I had other things to do mm. yesterday, um, 
shows how much I miss the genre. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, I'll, I'll probably talk about a bit more about that. Um, next week? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We can we can launch more into Astro Race next week. But yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, um, Astro Race and, and uh, that sort of genre did spur the idea for this conversation. But I mean, luckily, someone decided that, or Ron Gilbert decided he was going to bring uh, Monkey Island back. And this mm-hmm. is it's it's not like a new one. It's not a reboot. It is a sequel to Monkey Island Two. No, I think. Revenge, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. Um, sort of gets rid of is it escape and oh, I hadn't Gosh, thought what's about this that. one called? Is it called Return to? <laughs> yes, <laughs> these, I yeah, believe yeah, it is. Gets hmm, Return to Monkey Tell-tale Island. Telltale one, Tales of Monkey Island, Ooh. and Escape from Monkey. It gets rid of a whole lot of the canon, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it'll be interesting if it does, or whether this is another story that kind of fits in. Between stuff, mm. my my memory of Monkey Island pretty much comes from the first two games, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know off of my head whether then the third game in the series picks up straight off of where the second game kind of leaves, or whether there's a little bit of space if this is a direct sequel, or even whether we're still going to be with Guy. I would assume we would be, uh, uh, rather than it being different characters or, or some kind of other story. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I think it's still a little way off hey, yeah. before we actually get to yeah. experience I mean, they announced it. it for this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah which is super exciting. But um, The Curse of Monkey Island is, I think, probably where I got on with the series. Because, you know, the first two were very old and yep. I was very young. But um, obviously gone back to play the others. But yeah, I played uh, Curse of the Monkey Island all the way through, was it last year? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, you know, so with the voice acting and the um the art style and stuff like that. And people have said like, Oh, I'm not keen on the art style, what it looks like on this new one. It's like I couldn't give a crap what the art style is. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be pixelated or whatever, just give me Monkey Island. Just give me more. So. Yeah, I, I as we've been sort of uh, chatting uh, over on the Discord, Lucy, I know your um kind of your genre that you'd like a bit more of. Not only is it sort of uh, um, those sort of top-down shooters, but point-and-click games. Um, yeah, but, but you 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 get a load of point-and-click games, Lucy. I know, but I want the really obscure ones, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where it's like none of this makes sense, um, mm. and probably more in the, you know, like instead of drag and drop kind of inventory based, I want like that kind of scum kind okay. of interface. Yeah, um, I right. really like that with the verbs and stuff like that. So. I like that, and I like the obscure like solutions because I loved Thimbleweed Park, and yeah. what I loved about that game was that some of the you know solutions were so ridiculous. But you know, if you if you if you've got a sick brain like mine and it's wired that way, um, it just works <laughs> fantastically, and it's like it's sick very nostalgic brain. in that way. <laughs> yeah, because I you know there's tons of New point-and-click adventure games like Norco is one that I'm oh yes uh, been playing recently. I haven't dived too much into it. I think I played about two hours or something like that. So still early-ish, and that is very much what I want out of like quote-unquote modern point-and-click games. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just need that old-school nonsense. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I think 
piggybacking on that, um, I do miss the bizarreness of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that had to do with not being able to put enough that much information in things and then when you're like the the limitation of what you could do back in the day meant that uh, you lean into it right mm-hmm. I, I was thinking when you uh like um you ever play like hugo's house of horrors no they're huh. sort of they're like somewhere in between they're like adventure games where you wander around a a, a, a map uh and like find objects Whoa. find keys you know you're you're going back and forth but it's not i think it's less point and click in the sense and there's less um trying to interact with the environment to solve mm-hmm. the puzzle and more trying to figure out what the fuck this thing that you found does and and fits in the in the sequence of events yeah it's yeah. like a narrative rube goldberg machine um mm. and those don't exist at all anymore really if they do they're no, they're, yeah. they're the um the closest equivalent i think is like all those terrible horror games on Steam where you have to wander around the house finding the red key and then that opens the door to the green key that coupled yeah. with the yellow key allows you to use the blue key and you'll get jump scared in the middle. Because, um, because, but there's no, like, yeah. the bonkers, silly, bad logic, you know, and, like, that sense of humor from those games, like Monkey Island and, and those, and even Leisure Suit Larry to an, ex- to an extent, just... Um, yeah, I, I, I miss those, we don't have to make sense, and we can be weird, and it's okay if not everyone mm-hmm. likes our game, so our comedy can be yeah, cause, um, not, not universal. Not, not conventional, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I, I was going to say, I think that leads great into what I was going to say, a deal where it's like, I miss Point Clicks, Venture Games, um, specifically that kind of, like, Shadowgate deja vu kind of format where mm. yeah it's not exactly you know interacting with the environment with um you know uh too many like you're not you're not mixing too many things in your inventory you're not you know interacting with the environment in many different ways but it's like you're going through this this environment like room by room picking up items thing okay which one likes on this trap door or whatever, and just dying in terrible ways, you know? <laughs> just like you know, poking at the game and just you know, like setting yourself on fire and stuff like that, just to see, you know, what the limitations of it are, and like, which which is all in the writing. Basically, they're just like an extension of like text adventures, but yeah, they've got like a graphical interface of you walking through an environment. I miss those kinds of games as well, like so much, and. Every now and then I just go to Google and it's just like, are there any new games that are like Shadowgate? Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I can't remember the name of them, but there's this one guy um, on Itch.io. Gosh, I don't have to find the name, but he makes games like this and I think he's making one in like the same vein. And like one of them was like my game of the year, like not game of the year, but in my top 10 for like game of the year a few years ago, but. Yeah, I love this kind of game. Nice, nice. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting, is it? Because a lot of that's going to come from like itch and those sorts of, yeah. of places these days. So it's really a, a kind of, I suppose, a, a, not a not a bad thing that the industry has kind of bowled into this much bigger kind of thing, and we're getting you know the, the way that sort of different genres have kind of taken the fore. With um with the bigger kind of bigger budget games, 
that are kind of coming out, but we're still, if you search for it, getting mm-hmm. some of these experiences. Um, and that, that kind of very easily leads me into saying, I really miss like twin stick shooters, mm-hmm. but like really well made, mm. slightly bigger budget kind of twin stick shooters. And, and, and like the, the one that I always revert back to in a twin stick shooter, which I feel was one of the best controlled twin stick shooters was pixel junk shooter. Um, mm. not, not mm. a big budget, um, you know, not a massively, uh, budget game. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's one that I always think back to when I'm like, oh, I'd really like to play a twin stick shooter. Oh, I really missed Pixel Junk Shooter, which was on like PS3, I think. It's around about that kind of uh, generation yeah. of games. Um, and there's probably a ton of them out there, but you've got to go searching on itch. You've yeah, got to get yeah. into the yeah. doldrums on, on Steam and see kind of what's out there. And you might be able to find a couple of really well-made ones for like two quid. but yeah. You're not hearing about them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Not hearing about them. They're not in the, in the sort of the gaming media. They're not being pushed on Steam or any of the other platforms very hard. You've kind of got to delve into these spaces to be able to find some of these games. It's not difficult, but as you say, Lucy, it's it's Mm. the time to be able to kind of find them, especially if I could then just pay £120 a year for PlayStation Plus premium exclusive deluxe director's edition um and get all of the pixel drunk games maybe but maybe. to stream them because they're ps3 games you can't download oh, them but have i paid the extra to stream them and is it in the is it in my country who knows no one knows and oh my god streaming a twin stick shooter would be awful hell uh, I- my the wrong kind of melt. bullet hell. Yeah, like in Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark, it would just melt off my face. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh. yeah. Um, the name of the developer is Graph Metal, G R A H F M E T A L, on itch. Just in case, yeah, you're hankering for those kinds of games, and you know, it's like, how are you going to find these this yep. these games, these people? But, but yeah, um, yeah, twenty six shooters definitely. One just just any arcade shooter. Um, mm. Like to be fair, I do have to go back and play uh, Space Harrier <laughs> with motion controls. I'll be meaning to do that because <laughs> apparently on Switch uh, <laughs> the version they released on there has motion controls. I don't want to see that mess. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just like velocity mm. all yeah. over the place with it. I'd die immediately, i just collapse. Um, <laughs> Velocity 2X is a mm. shooter where you can actually get out of your ship and mm. do platforming. I thought that worked really, really well. Um, that's a PlayStation Vita game, so it's dead forever. Um, Never existed. No. That's no. <laughs> anyone at Sony, though. Like, well, yeah. ag- and, again, as we said, <laughs> that with this new PlayStation tiered system, we're getting PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP. PSP. PS4 games, no via, not even a, not even a mention of the Never system, existed. just gone. Mm. Yep, removed. I, I'm sure you'll be able to stream the one game Sony released exclusive to Xperia phones, though. <laughs> <laughs> Some like Uncharted Run game or something like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 
called Run Along There There Now, Nathan. It's about his youth. Um, what about you, Adil? What, what, what uh, I mean, it, do you want to like I said, the, the like, oddball humor. I want to know what, what Hugo's House of Horrors would be called. What uh, genre. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, have you? Yeah, you I mean, it's just, it's just listed as adventure slash horror, so... Yeah, I guess well, it's just a, a. I guess it's just a, a, a an adventure game in the two D space. That's that's like a little bonkers. I guess it's yeah more adventure than point and click. Yeah, um, um, I, I I actually saw a game on GOG, which I actually bought because it was like one pound or something. Mm-hmm. Get I think it's called uh, Waxworks, which was a nineteen ninety two game. Oh, I was alive then. I think <laughs> you might like that. <laughs> if you like uh he was out as far as is it Which, wax is it way, as in as in wax works w yes o r k s yeah yeah oh so, it's not like some a, sort of wax works kind of it's a dungeon crawler but like with fixed scenes and oh wow what a cool looking I was, game uh, yeah i, was I like, mean just cool. just I'm search that this. just look at the images <laughs> yeah. of it and it's just like oh <laughs> shit that, that, that's some things coming out of that man's face <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like yeah i'll play that um oh, mate, i like the guy i like the guy in the green suit you know what's crazy <laughs> that uh <laughs> that a game from 1992 needs half a gig of ram <laughs> uh, it's all those shocking images oh yeah these suits yeah. That's too tight for him. Then. The, the, the ret- <laughs> That's excellent. Who is this guy? <laughs> it is like, but it's it's absolutely insane. Like that, that we've got games like this from 1992, um, where you have some of the scenes. So you've got the man with the stuff coming out of his face. You've got this purplish woman with a like throat cut, and um, they look pretty realistic. And then yeah, the man in the green there. suit is just like pure caricature. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really know what to do with him. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> suit that's like three times too small for him. Wow, it's yeah. got some intense looking scenes on the Google yeah. image search. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so uh that type of game would be fun. Um I mean, the thing I, I think... found solace in is that there's so many I didn't play back then that there's always like mm, yeah, a I guess that's that, that's sort of where like when you guys brought this up, I was like, I don't know if there's any genre I miss per se because there's stuff that I haven't got around to. Sure, <laughs> um, but um, I actually was thinking that like although I really liked Forza and I love it's like open world, sorry, Forza Horizon, I wouldn't mind a great arcade racer. And it's a genre that exists, but hasn't been done well. So I'm sort of not oh, quite oh, adhering yeah. to the rules of the question. But like a um, burnout kind of. Like when was the last? I think Burnout Paradise was the last good one, and it was an open world. Yeah. And I kind of like the learning the track part of the, yeah. like those. The, or like when you or you just have some mates around and you just race around, and it doesn't yeah. matter that you're like like that experience. I mean, obviously. Well, I mean, COVID doesn't exist. That's the government. Um, it's gone. So, Absolutely. so like, yeah, Ben can come over. We could just race around. You know, that's a thing that doesn't really. There's no good version of that. Um, even if it was online, I yeah. think still, yeah. like, we just don't have that type. So it's not like I miss I the mean, genre. I miss I... the style the genre used to be. Mm. 
I guess is the thing, like the old Need for Speed games. But I, I just think Forza is like the it, it, it's last very couple close. ones, especially in like the best racing games I've ever played. Like, and I used to love racing games. But um, in terms of, I guess you maybe give that to like Mario Kart. I don't know. I don't like Mario uh, Kart. Kart racing um, and arcade racers are slightly different. Yeah, but it's like if you're if you're just looking to play with like a friend, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like and just have that. You don't care like who's driving the best or who's doing the best lines, and it's just who's quickest. I would have thought like the enjoyment you can get from a car racer would get that feeling rather than I don't know. Well, there is uh, there is a bloodborne car racer being made, so maybe. <laughs> No, uh, having to go around the lap just to find your runes <laughs> or whatever they call them in that game um yeah so i don't know if there is a genre that i actually miss that much i miss like so in theory i miss the old 2d platformers of the genesis era but that's just i miss the nostalgia like nostalgically mm. lo- enjoyed those times but like i don't go out of my way to play 2d platformers of that type and i know they exist Oh, um, more 2D Mario specifically, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really tried to like even play like yeah, like the Mario's are a good example. I haven't played like the DS versions or whatever. Uh, of the <sighs> 2D ones. Yeah. No, neither have I, because I just think I'll just play Mario three, and that's the best game ever made. So yeah, I guess that's the thing is the the, the way I miss those games. I kind of just like. Oh, when I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh, I'd play Aladdin for the Sega Genesis again. Yeah. Oh, speaking um, of which, the Ninja Turtles fucking Konami release. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about that somehow. We missed it on the week it was released. I am hyped. <laughs> I I would stream Ninja Turtles on the NAS one. It would be terrible because it's an awful, awful game. I hated it as a kid. <laughs> but I, w- I, would, I would do that. Um, yeah. And then the good ones are in there, too. <laughs> Nice. That's another genre, like 2D side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Um, That's true. We all Streets like of Rage 4 proved that we, they can still do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I would welcome more of those. Same. That's, um, it, it's good. I, I, it, um, I've got loads of press releases for the new Turtles game, so I'll see if I can get a code. Um, Go on, mate. Yeah. I would not be sharing that, but take it for yourself by all means. <laughs> I'd be like, screw everyone. <laughs> Playing me some turtles. Yeah, I played <laughs> the Justice too. If like playing as because it was a Game Pass quest. I love that mm. game. Um, loved it more than Tekken Seven. Um, uh, yeah, I just played as turtles. That was the one DLC I bought. Oh, I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, that's still so strange to me. <sighs> so good. Um, it brings me joy. Which is the best turtle to fight as in that game? Probably not Michelangelo, who I always play as, but <laughs> Michelangelo's my dude, you know? So, I mean, he's everyone's dude. He is the quintessential the party dude. dude. Exactly, and he's the best turtle, in my opinion. So. Ooh, ooh. I like I like Raphael, because he's too emo. Too emo for I was going to say, I, yeah, I was gonna, I was like, there's a chance it's Leo, but I'm pretty sure it's just Depresto, oh. Depresso Raph. Yep. It's Donatello, yeah. man. Nerdy buildings drives the car, tr- the the giant van. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Raphael ha- has the best reach angry. of all the weapons in the games. Yeah, mm. you, you're just too hipster with your rough choices. I'm just like, yeah, I pick the pop, you know turtle that everybody likes because he's the party dude, of course. <laughs> no, mate. I was yeah. Raphael was like, he's so angry. I'm so <laughs> angry. 
done <laughs> yeah. perfect. That's because you were like a brooding teenager. When that At that point, released. yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, it, so it, it's one of those where if we'd have had this conversation like 18 months ago, I would imagine we'd absolutely would have talked about like Streets of Rage, uh, you know, those mm. sort of um, uh, 2D side-scrolling kind of beat-em-ups and stuff. And yet Streets of Rage came out. It was amazing. Or Streets of Rage 4, uh, which is a which is a really good game. And now we've got this Turtles game being oh, yeah, kind of developed as well. That it's it, it, like all of these things aren't quite cyclical, but it's interesting how some things kind of stack up you know suddenly we get all of these battle royale games that that come out and it's not that they've seen one that was super super um popular because those games that they're making would have been in development or on the drawing board at least years before um suddenly they're kind of coming out with yeah. these you know with some of the ones that we're talking about now with the mm. sort of the side scrolling beat em ups with maybe twin stick shooters with the point and clicks they're a little bit more niche that I think they do follow that trend a little bit more. So suddenly if one does come out and it is really popular, that people suddenly go, yeah, we, we, you know, this, this thing that we've had in the back of our minds a little bit is going to be our next project. That is something that we can ride the wave uh, a little bit on. And you're always going to get kind of like the outliers, like someone like Ron Gilbert, who will live in that space perpetually and kind of mm. want to do that thing constantly. And it's almost not maybe you know, with Monkey Island coming back, maybe not point and clicks or, or or because there are a range of point and click games out there. Maybe it's very specifically like a Ron Gilbert point and click <laughs> game that mm. we want because of the level of humour that kind of comes into it and the way that it's sort of set up and things. I it's it's I think one of the reasons why like Broken Age was just a fantastic kind of experience that we again in in the point and click kind of space haven't really had since yeah mm. we jump back to broken age a reasonable amount in this podcast which is what now um six or seven years ago I think a million oh, years ago in the gaming space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a eight. veritable age yeah. t- 2014 yeah. wow oh I wasn't expecting that. I was like 16, right? Well, 2014 was probably part one, I guess. Yeah, second part of the game. Yep. 2016. Yeah. 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 We don't get enough of those, do we? (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking uh, procedurally generated roguelikes. Oh, yeah. None of them. None of them at all. Souls-likes? Rogue Souls? Oh, don't say those words. (laughs) I wish... I mean, I, I get that like JRPGs have evolved, but I do miss the space of like FF six and before. Hmm. But there's a there's a lot of stuff being made because of RPG Maker in that like space, but nothing that's like at least I haven't heard of like really amazing uh entries into that type of game. Just like this is a thing that was made in RPG Maker. Um, but Hey, listeners, viewers, um, comment below or tweet at us and let us know if I've missed a great old school jerpaga. What was didn't the? Didn't you uh, get along with you? You you played Octopath Traveler, didn't you? So, it's it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. Uh, I didn't finish it. I'd like to go back, although I hear 
that triangle Strategy. game that they came out with is better. Okay. Well, that's the name, but maybe a better game. I mean, what, I don't what, actually remember uh, what like, it was called. Triangle Strategy is definitely like one of those code names that they went, <laughs> well, be- we can do it. We can, we can call it that. And then it got to a point where like, oh, fuck, let's just not bother. Just call yeah. it that. The fact that that game sold like 800,000 copies or something like that is probably one of the modern miracles because <laughs> a name like that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's sales. clearly people who found out about Octopath because you're right. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a real. Imagine uh, seeing it on a store shelf. I mean, <laughs> triangle strategy. I think it? honestly, it's one of the reasons like I liked Octopath. I've been meaning to go back, but obviously long RPGs. There is this like mental weight of oh, if I start this up again, it's going to eat up all my gaming hours, and I don't have those because it's too much Elden Ring time. Um, <laughs> but um, Triangle Strategy seems like the best of both worlds because like I liked the Octopath like mechanics, but I'm a sucker for strategy games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a um, triangular form. Unlike yeah, but yeah, so it's like wait, I can I can grid based strat a game by these people in the in the same fluid um, art style. Seems like a slam dunk. Uh, uh, is it done? <laughs> is this an early access game? Uh, <coughs> name maybe, but nah. yeah, okay. that's definitely that definitely exists as a full product these days. Um, one of the one of the genres that I think just to to, to Round us out. What's back? Um, that I've kind of missed is, I mean, CRPG is kind of a weird term for a genre. Computer role playing game. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um, because all role playing games are on the computer these days. Um, but think, yeah, things like Baldur's Gate, um, and we've had stuff like Pillars of Eternity, um, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium, yes. Um, which, kind of give you that more sort of turn-based kind of um, version. But I've been playing a little bit of Weird West, and that mm-hmm. definitely fills that gap, yeah. even though it's a bit more twitchy, um, and it's all in real time with the with the combat and stuff like that. It definitely fills that, that little bit of a, a Good. gap. Good. Um, and it's kind of got yeah. me going, when can I just do the next little bit? <laughs> kind of just go on. I just, 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 I'll just go to the next area and I'll see what I can do in that little space. Because um, I miss the boat on like those kinds of games, but it's mm. like I love seeing them come back because I just think like I, I love that kind of art style and the, you know, isometric kind of view. It's just, just something that you I, know, I can I, admire from afar. It's yeah. like these games look cool, even though I may not be the first in them. Mm. You, there's this. They like just released a bunch of D and D games. Uh, Dungeon Dragons, Alcadim, The Genie's Curse, Stronghold, Kingdom Simulator, Dark Sun series, Crin series, Ravenloft. Like on the 29th of March, I saw them on oh, Keymailer, yeah. but I haven't. I don't. I oh. didn't actually go further. But these are like old school re-releases, mm. I assume, or very much. Old school looking games, but no, there's... they're re-releases. I, I think I yeah. saw that when it's like, yeah, we're just going to drop a ton of D and D games out on yeah. Steam or something like that. I was like, cool, do more of that. Drop more old games on Steam. Yeah, so that'd Let's be looking it. into, uh, worth looking into. If you missed any of those ones, they're now kind of all of them. I, I mean, one of them's <laughs> a, like a kingdom simulator. 
Um, so it's not it's all kinds of different genres. So I don't know how many of them are like CRPGs, but I assume at least one. Um, so um, they are called if you'd like to get into them, the uh, on Steam at least the Gold Box Classics Dungeons and Dragons Gold Box Classics. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Dark Sun series, uh, Forgotten Realms, the Archives. Ravenloft, as you said, Adol, um, and Crin series. I don't think I played any of these games. I hadn't heard of any of them. That's why, like, because I just saw them in Keymailer, but I was like, ah, I don't think these are, like, for first looks, for example, I don't think an hour mm. of them would probably mm. be that great. Um, and I was like, I'm pretty sure the, I was like, how have I never heard of these? Are, are they, like, retro style? Like, no, there's no way. Um, but yeah, they exist, I assume. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you should do that. I, I so again, they're Westwood games, but I like how the developer is listed as Westwood Associates, um, and then it's probably made by these people who uh, strate- strategic simulations have probably um, upraised them and brought them to life. Um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of devs. Yeah, like there's Micromagic, Dreamforge Inter- Interactions, Strategic Simulations, Stormfront cool. Studios. Um, I do enjoy that I've just clicked on some Forgotten Realms, the archives, collection one, to see what was in that. And on the trailer that popped up to play, the first thing that comes up saying, an ad- an official advanced Dungeons & Dragons computer product. Brilliant. So you know that you wanted a computer RPG. Yeah. <laughs> and it, look, um, I mean, there's, I played so many of these kinds of games. Like You look at some of the screenshots of them, and you're like, I mean, yep, yeah, I played this. I played this. I haven't played this game, but I've played this game. Yeah. Uh, oh god, absolutely. they're so. Ugly. I mean, I mean that waxworks kind of looks like it's a similar vein. With yes, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there is a a picture, and then you have a slight UI, and then you've got buttons mm-hmm. that allow you to move forward or backwards. By buttons, I mean like like click on the button. Yeah, nice. Heaven forbid using arrow keys or anything to navigate a video game. What are you, a mad person? Now that I think about it, these games must be great for like touch. Screens, yeah, yeah, because they were almost all like mouse based, right? Well, there's lots of t- there, there is a lot of typing with these kinds of things as well. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, doesn't mean you can't have a little keyboard r- rolled up, especially yeah. in that four three. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, in the four three screen on your on your wider screen, just having a little keyboard down the side would be nice yeah. and easy just to be able to input stuff as you as you go. Shadowgate so. iOS. <laughs> no. no that's it we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about any more games that we've been playing this episode we're just going to research <laughs> games that we now will be spending a ridiculous amount of time playing yeah because uh, I, I mean, remembered yes. um, Devil Dice I told you like this yeah. on the weekend I compl- you know it's just like okay I, I comp- something just comes to you and it's like remember that game I played it's like I haven't thought about that game in twenty twenty five years, yeah, um, yeah, I might play some Devil Dice on an online emulator. Nice. Well, instead of yeah. Lucy, <laughs> you might be able to pay Sony some money to be able to play the PS One version <laughs> yeah, of I don't Devil Dice. Have, uh... Maybe if it's one of the games that could be coming to this. Is, who knows? Who knows what games those will be? So, um, I don't think so. But again, all of the things that we've kind of been talking about, none of us have delved into this like idea of the like PlayStation uh, back catalogue. 
Um, you know, mm. none of us are kind of chomping at the bit to get like M Metal Gear Solid on a you know a, a modern kind of console to be able to play. Well, that's because or... I have a PS3 right there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Though, like this game sold over a million units. Wow. Shadow game. Eight hundred sixty-four. No. no, Devil Devil Dice. Maybe. Eight hundred sixty-four thousand. Eight hundred forty-four in Japan. Oh wow! Just Apparently in Japan. It's re-released. Um, yeah, and the rest in. So over a million over. Yeah, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and the rest elsewhere, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was probably the one person <laughs> who bought it like secondhand. Or the one you, oh, yeah. There, yeah. There is one person that bought it in the UK for you to be able to have it secondhand. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it was. A demo version was released on PS3 oh. and PSP, but not the full game. Sony I mean, been doing strange things for a while. I mean, Sony, Sony, Sony are doing strange things. Have you seen this whole fucking abandoned stuff? That that PS5 that um, exclusive game that yeah that everyone thinks is a front for a, a Kojima exclusive game for PlayStation. That they there was this weird video by the developer. I mean, it wasn't weird, but people read into it so much that it appeared that it was kind of a bit weird. Um, And I think over the last few days, or maybe last week, sometime, um, Mm. the whoever does their social media, whether it is this kind of single dev, whether he's got some people kind of doing stuff for him, supposedly a load of tweets were deleted, Um, Mm. and it was looking uh, like. Abandoned had either been cancelled or they were abandoned. Um, It just kind of wasn't going to kind of be. But uh, um, Mm. there's uh, um, another podcast uh, um, host, Colin uh, Moriarty, who uh, has just done an interview uh, with this guy for his uh, his podcast. I, I mean, I'm not going to listen to it or watch it, no, but um, yeah, absolutely. But I want to know what the guy said enough to be like, oh, yeah, what yeah. is going on with this yeah, product? Is it is it one of these kinds of things where Sony's kind of in the background and they're like, yeah, of course you can put your game on our system. All we want to do is like certify it and make sure it's okay. And the guy comes back to him and says, what if we did an app and it's a demo and we can put it on the PS5 as an exclusive and all this sort of stuff and sort of sells what he's doing. And someone at, uh, at Sony are like, like yeah, PT. cool. Uh, yeah, like PT. Yeah. And someone at Sony's <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. And then it's just getting to that point where they're not delivering and it's not happening. And suddenly they're backtracking massively and Sony are like, whatever. We, we, yeah. we, you know, we've only just really thought about putting PS1 and PS2 games <laughs> under a subscription, let alone worrying about you fella over there mm. doing whatever it is you're doing. It just, yeah, it just seems like a hot mess, and you probably want to avoid that dumpster fire. <laughs> all because I only know... Because as soon as I saw like oh, people getting crazy about Kojima conspiracy theories in this mm. game, I was like, well, I'm noping out of this immediately. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh well, yeah. There's um. Apparently, Blue Box has a oh, yes. checkered past with um releasing games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was just doing some mild research. I think it's probably not worth it. The point is, it's definitely a developer that's not Kojima. 
<laughs> I don't think he would go into a secret pact with uh, a checkered past developer who hasn't really released games so much as continuously promised a lot. Whether that info is solid or not, I think even those rumors uh, would probably be like, no, let's not use that as our secret studio. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, yeah, as you say, Ben, just people reading into things too much. I mean, I'm sure if you reworked my initials, you could make Ron Gilbert out of it and say, <laughs> you know, Ron Gilbert, Return of Monkey Island. That's the anagram of Lucy Yearwood. Yeah, that, I know. mean, it tracks. I'm We've done it. The math. We, yeah, yeah, we we divided it by your birth year. We <laughs> yeah. then times it again by the month and day that you were born. <laughs> yeah. um, we did some other bits as well in there somewhere. Oh. But yeah, we, this is where we got. And then I got doxxed because everyone knew my details. Yeah. Amazing. Video Good. games, eh? Funny. Aren't they grand? They're a joy, aren't they? They're a joy. <laughs> um, just to to finish us out for the episode, we've had point and click games. We've had kind of not quite text adventures, but uh, um, older kind of RPG ish action I guess kind like, of games. I think the thing that that keeps the old school JRPG and that type of game in common is like the not having to do a lot of platforming, but having to pay attention mm-hmm. to what's on screen. Yeah. Right. And I mm-hmm. feel like we've lost that space a bit in our adventure games tend to be because you can, you can make it a jumpy, jumpy game. Um, and our RPGs, well, why not have them as action RPGs? Cause then it's more fun than just wandering about, but it's like, mm-hmm. ah, actually there is a time, like when I'm lying in bed, I want my switch. I just want to play a game where it's not that I don't want a challenge. I just don't want a twitchy challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Free, just play. <laughs> um, I was honestly reaching for it over the weekend, and my Switch was out of battery, and that's the only reason why I didn't play through that game. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I always kind of think, has it been long enough for me to return to Return of the Obra Dinn? Um, ha- ha- has that information gone out of my memory enough yeah, for me to go have. back to it and think, yeah, and think, <laughs> oh, can I get the notepad out again? Like that, that kind of paying like, attention to things. Did you sit on a boat? What? <laughs> <laughs> the Obradin. Where's Mr. Din? <laughs> Which one use Mr. Din? Hello. Um, but I, I, I completely get that idea of paying attention. It, it's those kinds of games which engross you enough, but are, are are trying to tell you a story and get you to react to that and take that information on board and say, yes, what have I got? That you're furiously scribbling on notepads to take down mm-hmm. notes of who people may be, who you know what what what's happening in that kind of stuff without it being everywhere jumping kind of uh, you know either twitchy or or not through sort of environments and stuff so yeah absolutely more games that you need like a notebook for i'm not talking about like elder ring which is just like more of a ui problem (laughs) but more of like you know solving (laughs) mysteries and logic puzzles so Mm. yeah more more games like that perfect good yeah um sorry they're the games the genres that we would like to see a little bit more of um, and an experience. So as Adam mentioned earlier, if you listener uh, know of any experiences like that, that we haven't touched on uh, and you want to chuck our way, um, please do uh, at tanked up cast over on Twitter. Let's jump back into our beers. Lucy, we will mm. come to you for fresh. Yeah. Um, really good. Um, I think, 
after a while of drinking it, it became a bit... I think it's more medium body than light body than I thought. Um, mm. Maybe just swing the can around and get more of that good goodness and yeast and juice into it. But yeah, it's it's lasted me. It's a really nice one to sip on. It's got, you know, just leaves this lasting taste of fruit in my mouth. So it's, it's yeah, very fruit forward, but not, not a juice bomb, say. It's, it's still got a nice bit of bitterness, nice mm-hmm. bit of pininess, giving it a bit of zing and freshness in it. And yeah, really good beer. Um, and yeah, it says fresh on the can, but it tastes real fresh. So I'm very happy. I love nice. crack. Um, just going to live in Italy. <laughs> I mean, not even for the beer, mate. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. For the seafood and the uh, relaxing way of life, that med- Mediterranean sun. Why am I still here? <laughs> Very good question. Oh. I might get yourself a little little property over there. You know, make sure it's got enough rooms for us. We're, we're there. We're done. Yeah. You lot coming with me, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. That's part of the deal. <laughs> just to shoo the family, it's fine. We, oh, we, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. off, see ya. Uh, all, the whiplash. Uh, um, final thoughts? Um, I really liked it. I think it's it, it, if you were looking for like a porter light, I think this is mm. a great um, beer. And I, I say that because if you're looking for a brown ale, it might be a little too malty, a little, a little too... Um, Sort of burnt malty. Uh, it is very robust, as as, as the tin says, and mm-hmm. um, um, that's great. That's the type of brown ale you want. But if you were not quite looking for that, I think um, you'd be a little let down. But it's also like it's not. I mean, it's not a border, so it's one mm-hmm. I, I could easily have a second can of this. Um, it was a nice sipping beer. It was three thirty mil can. Just finished it. You know, within the hour, sipping and talking. Really like how long the finish is. Um, yeah, a little, nice malty, slight, slightly sweet, uh, a little acrid, um, but like mm-hmm. way in the back in the way in the way that I think if it was like a full of flesh porter, you'd be you might be a little more like, ah, yes, I want to get rid of that taste. Mm. But, yeah. Very nice. nice. You, you're a you're a like kind of dark beer porter king on king of the porters. Mm. I do like them. Mm-hmm. I was saying to someone on the weekend uh, how how much I the the drinks I like tend to be strong, mm-hmm. strong and simple. Like uh, there we're talking about cocktails. I'm like to be honest, like I just want like scotch neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. that water shit. Like I just. <laughs> Uh, like I, I like the robustness. I'm fine with taking my time if it's a very strong flavor, but the strong mm-hmm. flavor is not a thing I shy away from. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel black Russian oh. or white Russian? Mm. And even like when I make martinis, it's basically frozen gin with a splash of vermouth. Like it's. <laughs> I bet there's no vermouth in it, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there is. <laughs> It makes a difference. It just you don't need a lot to make that difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See Renaissance um, man, told you absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think Verdant are a, a good case for uh, not needing a lot to make a difference, as well. Um, this beer was really good. Um, it, it, it mellowed 
uh, as I drank it. I don't know why it's called 5am. Maybe it is a beer for drinking at 5am. Um, but it did mellow as I, as I drank it. And the initial kind of mango, um, flavor subsided a little bit. The, mm-hmm. um, bitter, sort of more smoky bitterness right at that end again subsided a little bit and really it was that more ripe danker um note that that stuck around in maybe the last sort of quarter or last third of the of the beer i think if this had been maybe a 330 the whole beer would have been um just that little bit fresher in its its presentation um in what i was kind of getting from it um it was definitely the 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 final bit which kind of went oh yeah i my palate is completely acclimatized to this now mm. and this overriding um sort of uh deeper danker flavor is sort of what is is sitting here but that doesn't detract from the beer uh, and the rest of the experience that i have with it and and that that dank flavor isn't um, isn't unpleasant. It's 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 not a bad flavor. It's it's still a nice kind of flavor to be that lasting impression of it. So yeah, uh, a, a solid beer, another solid beer from Verdon. Lovely, lovely, smooth and very um, medium sort of body and mouthfeel mm. to it as well uh, as the water down that way gives us almost with every Verdant beer, really. It's just like free brewing on a like burden with flash and crack. Mm. Mm. We've hit, we've hit it one one episode. We've hit the trifecta for one episode. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. only time we'll ever do it. <laughs> Brilliant, um, friend, listener. If you want to tell us about the beers that you've been drinking, or the games that you've been playing, or the genres or games that you'd like to see a little bit more of, um, things that you want people to make and have a little bit of a comeback, you can go to outoflives.net and comment on the podcast post over there. You can hit us up at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter or maybe on Instagram. We post on there very infrequently. Um, you can get all of us as well. I'm at over underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And Adel is... You've turned your mic off. That's what, he, he, he's just—he he's just has no name. He's yeah. the, artist formerly, that. <laughs> the artist formerly known. The artist formerly known. I was looking something up and didn't want to click the clack. To... That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you can hit us all up over on Twitter or on your gaming platform of choice if you want to see if we're about for some uh, some game playing, or you've got something that you can like. I can share this store link, this Steam link for this obscure point and click game, which it sounds right <laughs> up sort of Lucy's alley. All this odd kind of game from the 90s, which I know Adel is going to be dying to, to play. Um, yeah, come and do that as well. Uh, you can hit up the Out of Lives YouTube page where you can see us, our beautiful faces, and the beers that we've been drinking as well, or the Twitch Out of Lives Network, and join us each and every week for our live recording. Uh, we can come and chat to us if you want it to whilst we're doing the episode. They're all the places that we inhabit, the beers that we drank, the games that we have played. No, they're not. The games that we want to see and want to play. <laughs> we've not talked about games we've played. We've played Devil Dice. Everyone's played that. We've, we've played some games yes. at some point. We just talk about them necessarily. Uh, thank I you played for... Wonderler today on First Looks. Ooh. It wasn't great. 
Oh, oh. We'll, we'll dive into that next week, shall we? Yeah. But yeah, perfect. perfect. Uh, thank you for joining us. We've been tagged up. Catch you next week. Bye. 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 Ciao. www.outoflives.net.